you guys want me not to read the crap anymore? Well, you can still put the information in there. No, I don't have your. I don't have your. Uh, what? Hang All right, hang on. Let me just I don't have zero. Of course, you just said. I suggest a new strategy. Only different in your mind. Welcome to Star Wars Ramp Podcast. This is episode number 33, the real episode number 33. I accidentally misspoke on our last podcast, uh, which was actually episode 32. But um, but so here we are. We made it to episode 33. I'm your host, Brian Seddon. And with me is Mr. Chad Viss. Greets. You know, episode 33 is a palindrome. Excuse me? A palindrome, which means the number is the same front to back as it is back to front. Where'd you learn that? In the world, life, in life. (laughs) Okay. Like like episode 101, when we get to that, that's a palindrome. Okay. Because it's 101 forward and backwards. Yeah. Just like 33 is. So why would we use that? There you go. The more you know. Information. The more you know. Public service announcement? Yeah, pretty much. I appreciate insert, that. You can insert that music anywhere in there. <laughs> and uh, this is where I would usually announce uh, Brian North, or as we uh, call him, B-Nob. But he has family in town, and um, I don't know that he's going to make it this evening. So I understand you're very tempted just to click off and not listen any further. <laughs> um, but, but stick he with may us. make it. He may make it. He may pop on here, and if he does, uh, we will uh, engage him in some conversation. But um, Chad and I are going to forge ahead into some Star Wars conversation. So let's just go ahead and jump right into this piece. Um, some Last Jedi news. Um, yeah. Yoda may be in Episode Eight. Oh, yeah? Uh, so, uh, this came from the uh, the South by Southwest Festival. Um, they asked uh, Frank Oz, who obviously does the voice of Yoda, um, about uh, whether or not Yoda would make a return in any future Yoda. Star Wars. Is that Yoda's yes. cousin, Yoda? Did I say Yoda? You said Yoda. It's, it's very late. We were waiting for Brian and... Uh, I'm, Yoda I'm the, the Muppet here. puppet. Yes, it's that's Yoda's brother. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Yoda, if Yoda would make a return in any future Star Wars films, and uh, he indicated obviously that Disney has forbidden him from giving out information, but his act, exact quote is, I feel like I'm a prisoner at war here. I can only give you my name, rank, and serial number. And he said, to be true to the people who asked me, and they are kind of my family. I have to say I've been asked not to talk about it. I love Yoda. I would be happy to talk to you about it at the time they let me. So, Mr. Viss, what would yeah. that statement say to you? It, it says that why would they ask him not to talk about it if he, if he weren't going to be there, if Yoda weren't going to be there. There'd be nothing yeah. to talk about. They would never have to say, hey, don't talk about it. Exactly. He would so have nothing to talk there's, about. Obviously, there's, there's something, 
something's going on here. And, Force uh, Ghost Yoda. I would, uh, yeah, it has to be. Has to and, be. and that's yeah. cool, you it's know. Gonna... And I don't think I even considered it until I read that article. No, but it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to be training Ray, which we assume that is the case, Yoda probably is going to come back and just like Ben did for Luke, offer some sage advice. Right, because we can't have. You're not going to see, you know, Force Ghost Ben, obviously. There's Why not? Really a well, uh, sure. I mean, they could see the giant ghost. Yeah. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Sure, but, sure. Um, um, you know, we heard we heard Ben and we heard Yoda in uh, The Force Awakens when Ray had that, uh, that vision. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Chad, is if there is a Force ghost Yoda, is she, is she, man, is he speaking to uh, Ray or will he be speaking to Luke? Mm, I mean, maybe both of them. I mean, you know, Ben came back and talked to Yoda and Luke at the same time. The three of them had a conversation. So you would assume Luke has done some studying on how to communicate. Maybe being, maybe he's been talking to Yoda this whole time. Maybe he and Yoda have been, you know, talking about the Force and... And just chilling, huh? Yeah, you know. Maybe he's been doing some training with him. And then Any uh, chance... Ray comes along. Any chance we see a Force Ghost Qui-Gon? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. You think it would yeah, be kind of cool? It. It, it would be kind of cool, but though. What, what purpose would that serve? Like, where does he fit um, in? Well, I mean, he's the one that brought Anakin Skywalker into this whole sure. story. Sure. I, don't know. I guess be, it depends be, on the plot. Cool it depends thought. on where they're going. Yeah. I don't as what we know yet now, which is not very much really. I don't see how that would he would fit in there. I guess it, it would seem know, it, it would seem like just to do it service, right? Yeah. Right, just because. Which, but I would eh. I'd be happy with. It. I think it'd be cool. I'd I'd rather see him in Rebels. You know, here in the next episode or two as a Force Ghost. Yeah, hmm. but I mean, no, you know, come to think of it, though. In in the Clone Wars, he came and talked to Yoda, but he was right. just a bunch of floating orbs because he had not completed his training to actually come back as a ghost, right. like personified. He was only he had never he had hadn't gotten that far, right. so maybe he can't. Maybe he's not. Well, maybe by now to, he has, though. I mean, I don't know if that's something that they can continue on because he had been dead for a while by the time Yoda figured it out. So is there like a time limit? Like you got this well, long. Well, I think once you're dead, it's over. You can't like learn it. If you didn't learn it before you died, uh, you sure? then I no, don't no, think no, no, you no, can no, continue. No, because because uh, when Yoda tells uh, Ben, right? Uh-huh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Hold on. When Yoda, Yoda tells, tells somebody. Obi-Wan, yeah, Obi-Wan. At the end that, of episode three. That he's... Um, Learn, learning how to that talk Qui-Gon to has learned. No, he says that Qui. I thought he said Qui-Gon has learned how to reach and out. Qui-Gon did learn, but he did. But I think he learned training. Right, but he learned. He learned he how learned to contact. after death. After death. In the clone, no, I think he was learning beforehand. In the Clone Wars, if you go back and watch those episodes where Yoda flies to okay. the planet and meets Qui-Gon, that's where he. This before so we ta- episode we're three. talking about the cartoon now, right? Yeah, because that fills in the blank. That's before episode okay. three. That is where 
in episode three where Yoda tells Obi-Wan he's learned to talk to his old master, that's where he did it. It was in the Clone Wars. They filled that they told that story of how Qui-Gon contacted Obi-Wan or contacted Yoda. And then Yoda goes to the planet to complete the training, and in that episode, Obi-Wan or Yoda phew, in that episode, Qui-Gon tells Yoda that he was not he didn't finish his training before he died, so he's not able to embody his like physical self. He's only able to come as these basically it looks like just floating orbs yeah. of the force. So I'm guessing that training has to be done before you die in order to learn that and and as far as he got that's where he ended. He was he's not able to continue that anymore being dead because Yoda had to go through these trials and had to pass the trials in order to learn that information. So although Anakin comes back, but that's they're retconning hey. all this Force Ghost stuff. Hey now. You know, Anakin... Well, he did. Didn't, unless Anakin learned that, too, through his studies of the dark side and everything else. You know, Anakin comes back as his... In the originals, as the old Anakin, and then in the right. remakes as young Anakin, right there at the very end. He doesn't do anything but smile, you know? Right. I mean, there's no other story told with that Force Ghost, but conceivably he could have learned that with Palpatine as well, or on his own. All right, well that's interesting. I I do uh, I do think the Yoda Force Ghost thing is is a great idea, and yeah. uh, I think many cool. would be happy with that. CGI, obviously, yeah. Or do you think he'll uh, do a Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> He's not gonna be jumping around and doing flips, but you know you can real. I would assume you can fairly easily do a good CGI ghost because it doesn't have to look like a person. You know, it's got correct. To, yeah. All right. Well, moving on, uh, some more Last Jedi news. Captain Phasma appears to be getting a staff in Episode Eight. So um, a source told MakingStarWars.com that uh, she will have a staff, and it is killer. So breaking news there. So what kind of staff could that be? I mean, why would she want a staff? Um, I don't know. You know, what's, it, uh, the pur- what's the purpose of staff? She's part... I mean, is she not part of the First Order anymore? Did she... Was she booted out? Was she... Is she an outsider because she lowered the shields? Well, and she so just barely we don't got know away? If, yeah, we don't know if she ever got caught for doing that because the only ones that were in there, you know, were, um, mm-hmm. were uh, Finn and Han. But, uh, you know, it is it is possible that maybe she's on a mission just to hunt down Finn. You know, whether it's through the Empire or for revenge. Um, some are saying she's kind of like the new Boba Fett in a sense, sure. Sure. Um, which I could I could see that. But uh, yeah, I don't know the whole staff deal. I don't know what's so special about that when you have like a gun. Well, my <laughs> guess blaster. is that she's like you said, she's not part of the First Order anymore. She maybe right. I mean because we don't even know. We didn't know that she survived. You know, the last thing we knew, they wanted to put her in a trash compactor. So they never showed her leaving. They never showed showed her surviving. So I mean, I would assume you know these are these are it is a long time ago, but still the technology they have. You can't tell me that they didn't know that through the computers. Oh no, let's see who lowered the shields. Oh look at who logged in. I would I would think that she 
she's probably still with the Empire because otherwise, why would she wear the the uniform still or the costume? You know, even how do we know she's metallic. wearing the uniform? How do we know uh, she's wearing the uniform still? It'd be kind of a letdown. That's kind of like maybe it's you know changed. What I mean? You know, it got it got put on trash compactor. She had to change. She's got a different uniform now. <laughs> that's, that could be. Maybe uh, it's still shiny, but maybe it looks different. I don't know. I mean, there's no different helmet. Doubtful. You're probably right. It's probably exactly the same. But how are we to know? And then, yeah. like you said, why wouldn't she just have her blaster? Yeah. Why? Why a staff? And what you know, makes it fighting, killer? Yeah. I mean, I can understand she's like uh, Chirrut. Real good with a staff, right? Yeah. He was able to take a bunch of stormtroopers out with a staff. Maybe she's got something similar to that. Were there any of these staffs, though? Huh? Ray had a staff. Chirrut had a staff. Um, it's very, very, uh, yeah. Both. It's like Donatello. They're all trying to be Donatello. I wonder if it just has one of those like uh, taser things at the end of it, like those, sure. uh, those yeah, ones like from the, uh, ones. the prequels. Oh um, yeah, that the you know guards about? had. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what those guys were called, but. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, anyways, well, there's that. Um, you know, teaser should probably be out next month, and um, I'm sure. You know, I don't know if what, we'll see the staff in the teaser, but uh, yeah. What day is month. Star Wars Celebration start? Do you know? It's in April, I know, but I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't which know the exact day. I want to say like hmm. the 16th. Um, I, I suppose you're looking it up right now. 20, oh, I'm sorry, it's uh, April 13th. April 13th. 13th through the 16th. There so you go. could be anywhere in there. Yeah. Tickets still available. Yeah, yeah, at uh, a more expensive price. So. Um, Six, five bucks a day. <laughs> so some Rogue One news, I guess you could call it news, and Chad, this was, uh, you're going to have to carry the lead on this one, won't get the Rogue One deleted scenes we want, why don't you tell us about that? No, yeah, I mean, the scene where we see uh, the, the TIE fighter coming up with uh, with uh, Jin walking on that catwalk, we right. assumed, you know, Chewie was going to be on that, or, you know, someone like that was going to be open the hatch and it'd be a friendly um, her and Cassian running on the beach holding the data tapes. Yeah. Um, but all these all these deleted scenes that they used in the trailer and the teasers, um, Gareth Edwards said that we aren't going to see those because they're part of a they're snippets of a scene. They're like little itty bitty segments of a giant scene that wasn't used, and the scenes don't make sense because they chain the, the story. It doesn't tell the story that was told. Yeah. So to put those little snippets in would give they wouldn't even be a deleted scene. It would be something that was just left on the cutting room floor, never used, wouldn't make sense in any aspect at all, so they're just not going to be there. Huh. I'm surprised they just, they won't. I mean, I get that, I understand, but you know, release it then as alternative scenes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a little disappointing that we can't cuz it would even if it doesn't lead anywhere. You know, maybe yeah. that's as far as it got, and it doesn't give us anything new. Um, it still would be interesting to see that, even if it's you know not the final production. If you can see the background still, the green screens, and yeah. you know, I mean, we've seen some of those in deleted scenes in the Force Awakens where things are, you know, the audio's not right. It's just yeah. it's a sh- it just wasn't used. But it's still cool from I think so to see see the thought process and what could have been. So it's a little disappointing right. that we aren't going to be able to get those. So and the deleted scenes are not canon then, right? Well, yeah. Because, like, why, the movie. So why would it matter, though? You know what I mean? If it's yeah, not canon, right. 
Um, but and I, I ask that too because a lot of people point to that deleted scene of Luke uh, making his lightsaber. Um, sure. And some kind of speak like that's canon. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we know he did make it, re, you know, rebuild mm-hmm. his lightsaber, built a new lightsaber. Right. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. All right, we are flying right along. This may be the shortest podcast ever. Well, I mean, we're missing one that, as yes. Cody, I believe is his name, yeah. says Mr. North likes to uh, <laughs> drone on and on about mu- not much. So not having that filler. I mean, excellent information, B-Nob. When, you, when I'm sure you do eventually listen to this episode, because you listen to all our episodes, even yeah. though you're in them, we we need we'd like you being here to add your insight for sure. Yeah. yeah if you I'm don't text, right. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> no, text right. us in the thread that you you're not okay with us saying these things, we're gonna learn something. We're gonna <laughs> learn something about you. <laughs> All right. Um, so some Han Solo news. Haven't had much uh, news come from the uh, Han Solo film, but um, something that I guess was kind of expected. But Han's home planet Corellia. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, we'll make yeah, an the appearance. Ships Carillion, so yeah, Carillion, so Carillia. Um, so that home planet—that's where Han became a smuggler um, under the order of Jabba the Hutt. So um, I could assume then that we would see Jabba in the movie. It's possible, sure. Yeah. Do now back to the same question: CGI um, or a puppet? It's probably CGI. Hopefully they do it better than they did in the remake where he steps on his tail and yeah. calls him a one wonderful of worst, human being. One of the worst scenes like ever. One of the worst additions. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. Um, yeah, the CGI but yeah, so was they, terrible. They're probably going to do CGI. Yeah, CGI was terrible. And just the fact that you have him step on his tail. like He's supposed <laughs> to be this feared, you know, uh, this feared slug or whatever you want to call him. And, and yeah. you step on his Crime tail. Crime Lord. Yeah. yeah, it takes some of the, you know. He was younger away, then, you know. He wasn't yeah. the, the the sluggy turned into being. Um. So, but uh, you know, Corellia is in uh, the core world, and um, so just some background on the planet. It's known for ace pilots and large starships. So the Falcon, um, you know, is obviously known from there. It's built there, and also Imperial ships were built there. Um. And then some, so some history. We used to do history on the show. At some point in the Imperial era, an organization known as the Carillion Resistance operated on the planet, fighting against the Empire. Um, one of their own members, Miro Nakrindar, I said that totally wrong, attempted to warn them of an upcoming hmm. crackdown. So, anyway, um, <coughs> kind of cool. It's also the home world of Wedge Antilles. Um, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, and then also uh, Dengar is from there. Um, Boshik, that's not the other uh, bounty hunter, is it? Bo, no, that's uh, Bosak or whatever. Boshik, don't know. Who what's Boshik what's is the one? Uh, what's the lizard uh, bounty hunter? Oh, uh, it's that's not his name, but I can't think of his name. Right, so it's not him. So the only names I recognize are, are Wedge and Tilly's and then uh, Dengar, the other bounty hunter. So, um, but anyway, so Bosk. It, that begs the His question. Name is Bosk. Bosk, yeah, Bosk. 
Um, so that begs the question, will you see um, maybe younger versions of, of them in the movie at all? Mm. Yeah, I doubt it. Possible? Just, <laughs> okay. yeah, maybe in the background or like as a yeah side note. But, I mean, they've put Wedge into Rebels quite a bit and told some of his backstory there. So Yeah. All right, let's move on to Rebels. Season 3, episode 19. Chad, what was that episode called? Double Agent Droid. That's right. Double Agent Droid. Chopper and uh, what's the other guy's AP5. name? AP5. AP5. Yep. Double Agent Droid would refer to who, Chad? Chopper. Correct. So AP5 and Chopper go on a mission with Wedge, who was, uh, again, underutilized, but it is what it is. On yeah. a uh, on a mission to an imperial facility to steal access codes for the factory on Lothal, and um, as they do this, uh, Chopper, you know, sticks his little uh, data stick. I don't know what you call that thing that comes out of those droids, but uh, into the little turny thing and turns it, and he gets hacked by the controller, um, who is an imperial agent who controls an advanced spy ship, Chad. Who voiced the controller? Uh, Josh Gad. Bean and I talked about him last week, or a couple weeks ago, trying to get Daisy Ridley to spill spill her guts on the episode eight stuff. Correct. So, so um, yeah, very cool. And these were uh, they looked like uh, Lobot, is what they all yeah, looked they like. Yeah, they had the little yeah yeah the this group of uh, so it's a ship that's like a spy ship, and it has like all these satellites on it. And obviously they're scanning, uh, you know, they're intercepting all sorts of data and communications, so on and so forth. But um, but they all have those little, I don't know what they call it, the, the wraparound thing around yeah. the heads, just like Lobot had on uh, Cloud City with Lando. But um, anyway, so they hack uh, Chopper. They take control of him. And um, what they're trying to do is to locate the rebel base and give that information to Thrawn. Um, AP five figures it out. Well, sort of figures it out. He just knows like something's up and that, um, he believes that chopper has been compromised because all of a sudden chopper, uh, starts using some Imperial language and, and he starts being nice and he starts being nice. So it's almost as if like, if B knob started <laughs> to, you know, be nice, <laughs> Agree. um, Agree with we us. would think something was up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, the rest of the crew thinks, you know, AP5 is just, you know, still fighting with Chopper because they always fight with each other. Um, but Hera starts to kind of agree with AP5. But anyway, Chopper uh, takes control of the um, of everything. He locks everybody into the cargo hold, um, tries to hack the ghost's uh, computer. Um, AP5 overrides the door controls, allowing everybody to disable Chopper. And um, then Harris sends a counter signal back to the controller, which overloads the ship system and makes everything go boom and uh, basically kills everybody. And um, Chopper returns Brutal. to normal again. Yeah, it was it was interesting and kind of cool to see the what controller take over. Chopper is basically a remote control droid at that point to be able to see through his what he was seeing and control his actions and such. It right. Was, it was cool. No, it was it was a decent episode. Um, 
you know, I've never seen anything with like a spy ship. I don't know if they've shown anything like that before. Um, but you know, for them to have the capability to to hack droids like that, it's kind of cool. Um, and then the whole, I thought the whole imperial language thing was was uh, kind of interesting. You know, sometimes you hear that. Um, you know, in some of the Star Wars films, even I think I remember like on uh, Hoth when they found that imperial droid. You know, they hear it talking at first, and they're like, "Well, whatever it's saying, it's not friendly." And right, um, just the whole idea of an imperial. An imperial language that droids uh, speak. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that if we got much else out of that out of that episode, though. It was. I mean, a lot of people consider it a kind of filler episode. You know, yeah. we're waiting for the big one next week, obviously, and this one yeah. is kind of like, okay, let's just get this one over. Yeah, so um, so it wasn't bad. I mean, it was interesting, no. but uh, yeah, it didn't to me it did not advance the uh, the storyline at all. Um, I felt like um, uh, through Imperial Eyes for me, the one that was two episodes ago, um, where you wake up with uh, um, uh, Callus, you know, mm-hmm. in the room. Um, that to me has been one of the best episodes of the season, but. As Chad said, next week is the episode Twin Sons, which uh, is the episode everybody's been waiting for, where we will finally get to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, And if that wasn't enough, we get to see him fight Darth Maul. Yeah. So, pretty big episode. Um, Definitely one of the biggest of the year. It's only a 30-minute episode. Um, part of me believes that this will carry into the last two episodes, zero hour part one and zero hour part two. Um, I would hope so. I hope they don't just, uh, end Darth Maul's storyline in 30 minutes, but, uh, we shall see, I suppose. We shall see, I suppose. Um, but it's going to be a big episode. I mean, it looks good. I think they did a great job with the, the way Obi-Wan looks, um, you know, and his uh, his animation. So I'm I'm pretty interested to see if he meets up with any of the um, Phoenix Squadron, any of the you know the Rebels crew there, um, or if he stays isolated. And uh, but I mean I don't think so because Ezra said we have to find Obi Wan Kenobi. Doesn't mean they will. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be laying low. Vader's still out trying to hunt down anybody still left. So I mean. Right. So, and to that point, um, you know, we'll we'll have a. I'm sure we'll have a big conversation on that um, episode next week. But um, Dave Fioni uh, said something that I hadn't heard before, and I thought was pretty interesting. He said Vader was supposed to kill Maul last season before fighting Ahsoka. Um, so, just to read a little bit here, he says originally Maul perished in the season two finale, where he returned. It was a one-off appearance. Um, and this is Dave Fioni talking. He said, originally in that episode, you were, you were going to get Vader fighting Maul. Vader would have killed Maul and then fought Ahsoka. Um, but he said he and the rest of the Rebels crew decided it was just too much to jam into a single episode. He said it just became unwieldy. I don't know if that's a, if I pronounced that right. He said it's more of a fan. <laughs> f- <laughs> uh, it's more of a fan fiction fun thought that they f- fought. It's more of a fan fiction fun thought that they fought. That's the emotional drama sense. was really 
the emotional drama was really between Vader and Ahsoka, so we decided to let Maul live. So I think, Mr. Fioni, that you made the right decision. Yeah, he's um, been a very cool part of this season. Yes. I, uh, I've i enjoyed seeing him try to you know persuade Ezra or pull Ezra to the dark side. I think uh, Vader and Ahsoka is a much more compelling storyline than Vader, Maul, and Ahsoka because Vader really has nothing to do with Maul other than that he saw him when he was a little kid. Sure. Um, the, the real crux for Maul's story is Obi-Wan. So that would have meant that we would have never had Obi-Wan in this season, probably. Yeah, a duel between Obi-Wan and, and Maul to finish off Maul, which we're, we're all assuming he'll be finished off if they were yeah. going to kill him off anyway. Um, this will be a much uh, more satisfying ending to, to Darth Maul to, to have it at the hands of, of Obi-Wan. Totally. So. Totally. Any other thoughts on that? No, I'm uh, not really. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. Um, hopefully they spend a good chunk of time on that and not other things around it um and especially if it's only in this episode if they don't you know bring it into the final two which would make sense that they would um although i saw today a tweet from someone in star wars that they had showed the episode pre-screened it to a group um with dave fioni um kind of there just talking about it so and in the screen it showed the two of them standing at opposite ends of the you know of the screen with their lightsabers out so i assume unless that's how the unless that's how the episode ends which is possible that the episode would end with them ready to face off correct well they've they've shown that um they've shown that on uh teasers Mm -hmm. already i've seen that where you know was like spinning his double-edged uh right uh lightsaber double-edged i don't think that's the right word for it but his staff lightsaber yes um but anyway, either way, it's it's gonna be good watching, and if you don't watch it, you're just you're just Looney Tunes, right? Um, yeah, that's the words I would have used. Exactly. exactly the words. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's 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 all I got. I mean, Chad, do you got anything else? Uh, the only thing I'd bring up, I guess, is I've been reading more of the Aftermath Empire's End book. Um, I'm another 80 to 100 pages in, so I'm, I'm more than halfway. And there's nothing no, nothing really huge has happened. Um, Nora, which is Wexley's mom, and one of the bounty hunters are crash-landed on Jakku, which we talked about last week, Jakku with Gallius Rex being there. Um, he does have something very important there. He's planning to re- reinvent the Empire and become you know, the new emperor, basically. And Nora is there to try to kill him. Um, yeah, it's just it's just Han, Han and uh, Temin, who is Snap Wexley, and you know, a couple other people are trying to figure out how can we get to Jakku without the New Republic giving us permission to save Nora and Jazz. Um, Nora is also there trying to hunt down Ray Sloan, who's the other admiral that was kind of in charge for a while. Um, so a lot of things are starting to get to the boiling point where things I think are going to start happening. Uh, funny enough, a lot of the interlude chapters are where I get the most interesting stuff. Um, there's an interlude chapter where, uh, there's a group of people from the church of the force, uh, returning kyber crystals to their home, um, on a planet 
not Ilum, but another planet where the Empire had come and got the Kyber Crystals. And they say specifically for the Death Star laser. And somehow they got them back. And as part of the Church of the Force, um, the leader of this group has told these four or five individuals that they have to take these Kyber Crystals back home. Um, and almost every single one of them is killed on the way back because of the creatures and everything that's around it until there's one left um, that has finally made it, but he is trapped in a cave where the kyber crystals are supposed to be taken. Um, and it just kind of ends with him there trapped with these kyber crystals and kind of laying them all out, knowing that, well, I did what I was supposed to do, um, but I'm never leaving. But the mention of the Church of the Force being a thing... You know, at the end of Return of the Jedi and obviously leading up into The Force Awakens, you know, the Force is widely known. It's not just only for Jedi. And the Church of the Force doesn't necessarily wield the Force, but they they believe that it exists and that it's part of everything. Um, and believe that the Jedi obviously had the opportunity of the abilities to channel it, as did the Sith. Um, and for some reason, they feel like they need to get these kyber crystals back where they're supposed to be. Which was interesting. Again, it's it's an interlude chapter. They probably won't mention anything else about that particular story in the rest of the book. But it it's kind of an interesting little nugget that they throw in there um, to just, you know, make lightsabers important. And kyber crystals a thing. Yeah, no, that's just kind of cool. So these are actually the kyber crystals from the Death Star? That's the way it made it sound. They talked about how it was used for the laser on the Death Star. How they were able to keep them after the thing blew up i don't know yeah <laughs> but it is definitely something the empire had and they somehow were able to re reacquire them and bring them back to their home planet and how they knew yeah. what planet it came from i don't know either cool any uh you know any more thought on gallius rex being snoke i mean do you i don't feel think like... so the no. more the more the further i get the less i think he is there was one point where he is reflecting on being back on his home planet, and Jakku is such a dry, desert, desolate place, um, as we've seen in Episode 7. He talks about how everything has been sucked out of him, like the, the moisture. There's like, he's like, you know, he takes a deep breath at one point, getting ready for whatever he's going to do, and it's the, he talks about how his nose is just dry, and there's no moisture, but it's... That's good because the inside of him, the moisture is all sucked out and he's like tanned leather and just like, you know, tough and resolute and able to do the job that needs to be done. And then he looks in the mirror and it's he said he's always tried to keep himself fit and healthy so he is ready to do the job that he's supposed to do. Which, if you remember last week, we talked about him being the contingency, uh, you know, being the plan that if, if the Emperor's plan fails... He's the one that's supposed to basically take plan B and enact it. Um, and he talks about being fit and being in shape and how he looks like he's weathered. But he's like, that's a good thing. I'm I'm tough now more than I ever have been. And I think of Snoke. What we see of Snoke, obviously, we only saw a projection. But, and who knows what could happen to him that could turn him into that. But he doesn't look like someone that was fit or, you know healthy but maybe as something happens here that just totally distorts his body and maybe that's you know they're saying that to make a point that he used to be something and and because of what has happened has changed him completely um but it's 
yeah, not knowing much about Snoke, he he does. There is one point now that you you bring that up and get me talking about it. Um, he was talking with, oh, what did I? I looked up his name. One of the emperor's. Uh, let's see here. One of the emperor's advisors, Tashu, um, which is he's a human. Um, and he's, it's, it's hard to describe, but he's, but he's a human. He's got like a tall hat, real long nose, and he's with the emperor numerous times. Um, and he is one of the emperor's advisors and he is big into the Sith. He's a Sith cultist. Um, and he's real big on, he's part of the Acolytes of the Beyond, which B and I've talked about, um, before. Um, but he is really into the Sith and the dark side, which he doesn't have any force abilities himself, but he's, he's like very knowledgeable. So he's talking to, he's still alive and he's talking to Gallius and brings him to this prisoner that Gallius has imprisoned, um, which is why he's a prisoner. Um, and he was, (laughs) (laughs) he was a man that was basically in charge of the orphanage where Gallius was as a child. And Gallius uh, tells him, you know, well, the, the man says, why have you been stealing all the children? Um, and, you know, when you think of the First Order and the way their stormtroopers were brought up as as kids and how Finn had said, you know, taken from his home. Right. Um, Gallius is stealing children from all over. And he's mentioned numerous times that children are very important in the first in this new organization he's trying to build. Assuming that that's the new stormtroopers they're trying to, you know, the the force they're trying to build, um, and he says, "Why are you doing this?" Basically, and Gallia says, "You know, I, it's much better to to serve a purpose than to just be part of doing all the chores that you wanted us to do." And he kills him. He he stabs the man with the sword that supposedly has some Sith properties to it, and this guy tells uh, the, what's his name again, Tashu. Yupe Tashu tells Gallius that you did the right thing. The dark side is much stronger. Um, and Gallius says to himself, it's fine. I'll go along with what this guy says, but I don't believe in the force. It's all just a bunch of mystic nonsense that I don't have time for. So that statement that he makes to only himself, it's his inner monologue, makes me believe he can't be Snoke. Right. Unless, again, he has a completely life-changing, life-altering situation that changes his mind on the force itself yeah because we know snoke is a force creature of some kind well i've heard um what's what's that guy's name that guy that was with the emperor did tashu um, tashu i've heard some people say that maybe he's uh snoke i've actually heard that before well Um, in i mean on wikipedia it says that he has no uh, even in the book here. too he has no force abilities he's just a cultist a sith cultist but do we know very... that snoke has any force abilities i guess we don't other than he's trained oh but you know he trained, did reach out uh, kylo ren well and he he reached out didn't he reach out to uh does it say he reached out i can't remember to the emperor mm, yeah i don't know or just we a haven't... voice right and you know he he says that in episode seven, you know, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yeah. Yeah. So and maybe, yeah, assume... it can't be him. So again, it could be where a life changing situation for Gallius Rex and he becomes somebody different completely, but just, they're definitely not making it an obvious connection. 
if anything, yeah. it would have to be a completely changing, life-changing situation to for him to become Snoke because who he is now is not who Snoke is. Yeah, yeah, so probably not. Probably. All right, well, that's a good update. I appreciate that. Good reading, Chad. You know, keep yeah. on. Uh, hopefully I'll have the book finished by... Next yeah. week. We'll, see. well, you got to take a break from uh, Zelda. You know all that Zelda play. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this uh, this episode, episode thirty three. Beanob didn't make it, and um, boo you know, hiss. Yes, and uh, I suppose he'll make it next week. But until then, uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.